Welcome to Tall, Dark, and Fictional, a podcast about romance fiction by romance writers. I am author Kat Wynn. And I am author S.J. Tilly. <laughs> and today, it's just us. It's going to be a really quick episode. Uh, we, I know we have not been providing you with the content that you deserve. We have been negligent this year overall, but also, you know, we've just been really busy. It's just hard to keep up with this kind of stuff. I don't know why I'm giving excuses. Nobody's, nobody's, you know what I mean? I'm not we've in been trouble. We've hosts, but we've been good authors. So, you know, like... <laughs> Give you get take. one or they get the other, right? Yeah, we'll try. We'll try to even it out in twenty twenty four. Life is about compromise, but we wanted to come on here first of all. We want to say happy holidays to everybody. Uh, I hope that you are safe. I hope that you are doing okay during this time. I hope that if you're seeing family and friends, that that is a positive experience for you. And I hope that you're reading lots of holiday smut because we both have lots of holiday smut happening right now. We do. I want to say this too, SJ. Okay. Before this new year, I just want to say thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being such a good friend. I feel like I think about you every single day. Like if I don't hear from you, I'm like, something's wrong. Like what's going on? Like something. (laughs) Same. I love you too. I'm also not emotionally stable enough to have sappy conversations without crying because Oh my God, do not cry. We cannot. I know. So I'm like, I make jokes instead. There is, if, if I haven't heard from Kat in 24 hours, I request pictures of her potato dog. Yes. As proof of life. And I will say every once in a while, you never do this. You're great. But like I do fall into like silent holes occasionally just for not for usually too long, but it does happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. Where I am like incapable of speaking. It's like, I don't know if anybody else goes through this. I go through this sometimes. And like what I end up doing is just like watching Netflix for like several days or a much weirder kind of special interest thing that I'll do, you know, that's, like playing my, yeah, my project makeover game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is why dog pictures are great. Cause I, I lose track of time is my problem. Like I'll send you a message and like, you maybe won't reply that day. And then it's the next day. You're like, Oh my God, sorry. And I'm like, has it been a full day? I didn't realize. And then I'm like, Oh fuck. Now it's the next day. Honestly, that's a comfort. Got it. That's a comfort. Yeah. Cause time doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> time is a flat circle. Anyway, got off topic. SJ, <laughs> let's talk about what's coming up for you. We've, you've had so many book releases that we've wow. honestly like missed a bunch of them, but let's talk about, <laughs> let's just talk about what's going to be happening so that people can get on board as soon as possible. I mean, this really comes full circle. Cause I think we were going to do a Nero episode which would have been in March when Nero Crazy. came out and now March, book- March. shut the fuck up March <laughs> and then we had King in June or the end of May and then we had Dom in September and now here we are in December and Hans the fourth and final book of the alliance is about to come out so we can talk about it that's um, true it is the full yeah. series <laughs> yeah uh, it's so it comes out on the 28th today the day that we're recording my personal arc team got their copies yesterday so that's stressful like as cat as you know as any uh, maybe people don't know let's talk about this maybe people don't realize how stressful releases are for authors right and it's not just like oh i want to do well or i want to hit like a chart or i want to do whatever hit certain moment reviews it's the reaction to your art right? Like, like you're getting feedback about something that's super personal to you. And if you're here listening to our podcast, like you respect romance, right? So it's like, I have people outside of the romance genre might think it's, you know, whatever their stupid minds think, but like, it's, it's fucking stressful. So like, as soon as the arcs went out and Carissa texted me to say that the arcs are starting to grow out, like I instantly start to like tear up from like both excitement and stress. And again, <laughs> emotional instability <laughs> like where I'm at. And it's just like, oh, I hope people like it. I'm going to start getting feedback. Oh, this is stressful. It's like, 
the weeks leading into the final release. It's a lot. Yeah. And you've been doing a lot. Like, so for me, just for reference, like you have how many books out now? This will be number 13. Full length? One of them is a novella. Okay, so 12 full I'm length. I'm calling one, them titles. I just, yeah, I just go by titles, whatever. Some are longer. Yeah. Right. And you have been putting a book out essentially like every few months for the past like year and a half. <laughs> like, <laughs> quite honestly, <laughs> it is insanity. So, I mean, that's a lot. That's like a lot of feedback to get all at once. I don't think that's like yeah. a typical experience for a writer. I think usually there's a little bit more of like a slow build Fair. up. So I feel like it's a lot of emotion to take in, but like regardless as a writer, anytime you're getting feedback, it's just like, Oh, even the tiniest little words, which I, everyone knows this about me. I do not read reviews, but of course reviews still make it to me sometimes. And even mm-hmm. just like the tiniest little word will just, Oh, mm. It could be a fabulous review that ends with, but I wish this would have happened. And instantly, that's the only thing I remember. (laughs) So it's like, yeah. So what I've been thinking about recently is like, you cannot hang up your own validity on either people's good opinions about you or their bad opinions. Both, both things are, are not worthy, like not a worthwhile endeavor, not a worthwhile thing to pursue. Like obviously as a business and as a person, you want good things, you want good reviews, you want good reactions. But at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, like you're the one who has to write it. You're the one who has to live with yourself. You know, you're the one who's like creating the thing that's inside of you. So I don't know. Reviews are tough. I wish we had like some kind of different system. I wish we had something that was like uh, not so like capitalistically driven, but of course that's the world right. we live in. People don't, don't necessarily understand how personal books are even when, cause even just like a smutty holiday novella, like this is still very personal. Like it's something that I wrote, like, I don't know how it's described. Like it's super fucking personal. So like any sort of feedback, you know, and it's like, we've talked about this before. This is like bath with like the three star rating and people claiming that's good. It's like, yeah. if I gave your kid three stars, like that your kid's school pictures three stars like you'd be upset you know so it's like yeah or if I'm like saying like you know it's like so imagine these are our children right so (laughs) (laughs) think of it that way like any sort of critical anything you're just like oh and by children I mean dogs because dogs are because those are our children and also we're talking about like the reviews that are directly tagged to us like write whatever you want put whatever you want that's fine. But if you're going to bring us into the conversation, just yeah. know that this is how we're going to feel about it. So we're not going to say anything to you, but that's how we're going to feel. <laughs> we're going to say stuff to each other. So whoever randomly tagged both of us in 3.75 star reviews this week, y'all suck. Okay. You don't I suck, will. S- you don't suck, but like that was uncalled that for. Sucked. But I will say, I will say it was funny because normally I don't look at any of my reviews, but I also had a book released Today, the book is out today, today. Jingle Bell Games. Yeah. It's the fourth in my game series. It's another holiday novella. Man, when I tell you I didn't ever think of myself as a writer who would have three holiday novellas and only two full-length <laughs> novels in my whole life. Um, Just but, now, as yeah. of now. <laughs> and also the first time I've ever managed my own arc team. So this is all like a learning process for me, and it will continue to be. But shout out to that arc team. Thank you guys so much. Um, but... Because of that, I've been tagged in everything. I've basically seen like everything. Um, and I've seen my Goodreads review. I will say that person who tagged me in the 3.75 did make it a five or a four on Goodreads. Nice. There we but go. But then, oh, wait. Yeah. But then still it didn't matter because then someone else tagged me in a three starting anyway. I was like, whatever. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's fine. But um, also Ooh. there was like a couple 4.5 that 
I think some of them rounded down, some of them rounded up. So very curious about people's people's <laughs> math uh, skills. Yeah. I'm like, what, yeah. like, what's your intention here to give me right. a five star and then write 4.5 or give me a four star and then write, but 4.5. Cause either way right. it's not, I don't love it's it. Deceiving. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't yeah. love it, yeah. but I get it. I get that you're doing what you have to do, but it is kind of like a strange, it's strange it's feedback of... to, to receive. <laughs> well, it's one of those things too. It's like, do we need to be that specific? Yeah, you know, and also, like, yeah, and I don't know if you're gonna round up or down either. That's right. the other thing. No, you never it's, know unless you like, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. Through. Yeah, I mean, and normally I wouldn't, but I just happened to this time see those yeah. reviews. So, yeah. um, I oh was gosh. like, interesting. Okay, I'm raising my hand so I don't forget <laughs> to say things. This what? is my Tell like me. before. I wanna okay. I wanna have a chat about arcs and what they are and how you get them because I've had. I, I always assume people know, which is stupid, because I didn't know until someone, like, explained it to me. And I've had probably six separate DMs today between Instagram and Facebook asking me either what is my what is an ARC or how do I get on your team. Um, so our answers are probably going to be different here. But, like, so ARC is an advanced reader copy. And the idea is it's it's all about promotions, right? So they typically go out, typically go out two weeks before a book release, sometimes shorter, sometimes way longer, depending on whoever and then the goal is just promotion, right? So as a reader, you get an arc in exchange for your honest review. And this is where we're talking, right? You can give a three-star review. You can give whatever you want. It's an exchange for a review. Typically, you sign up for authors that you like. You know, like maybe sometimes it's someone that you haven't tried before, but lots of times it's, you know, like someone that you really want to read their stuff and you want to read it early. And so as the reader who's reading it early, you're sharing it. So for us, it's great because you're sharing it on social media. You're telling people you got an arc. You're putting your hopefully spoiler free review, you know, like letting people know that you loved it or whatever else. And then on release day, you post your review and that helps us as authors. I mean, for the algorithm, for lots of reasons, but it's a good way to get reviews right away on day one. Cause some people binge a book in a day. Some people don't, but that's how we give it to you early. So you have enough time. Um, my personal arc team, you have to be on my Facebook group in order to even find it. That's where the sign up goes. My PA sets it up. I only have about 70 people on there. So like, that's it. Uh, when, after Hans goes out, we're going to clear that out and we'll do an all new arc team because my next book will be a whole different series, whole different genre, subgenre. Um, so it'll be open again, but again, it's only going to be for like 70 spots, <laughs> but I also sign up through Valentine PR. That's what I'm using right now for, for PR stuff. And so they have their own arc signups. And I think we did 350 arcs through them this time. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. That's <laughs> it's a, a lot. lot of arcs. Yeah. We did like 200 for Dom and then yeah. they gave me, the, but they had over 500 people sign up. So, and they have their own thing that they go through. And then I also will be using the smart review tours. So I will probably have about 500 arcs, which is kind of a fuck ton. Um, no, it's a shitload. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Normally I'm like, stop at 300, but then I'm like, well, we got whatever. I mean, what do you have so, to lose? Yeah. I mean, and like, and that's, and that's the give and take, right? So like the whole point for me is like, it's promotion for them. It's, you know, they get to have it early. People really like it, you know, like it's fun, but you do have to stop that somewhere. Right. Cause like you can read it for free and kind of limit it when it comes out. Like that's the whole thing. Like these are free books. So like, you know, this is something the author is now giving up their chance at royalties. Most of the time, sometimes people will still buy it afterwards, you know, but like, there it's a business right so that's that's part of it too and that's why there are limits here so whenever you get people that are understandably upset they didn't get an arc but not not everyone can get one like there yeah. there has to be a time that we stop the bleeding <laughs> yeah it's an exchange right so you get this yeah. thing for free that somebody did you get it early you kind of get like an exclusive 
access mm-hmm. to it. And then in return, you share it on your social media and you share it with your friends or whatever, wherever you're posting and, and talking. And that's that's the book business. Oh, my God. Can I tell you something so annoying that my husband yes. said? This is going to make him Please. sound. OK, he <laughs> here is the biggest, the fatal flaw of my husband. He is a critic. He is a fucking hater. Down low uh. hater like him all the way. And he doesn't. And the other thing is he's a man. So he thinks he's an expert in everything. And he's a lawyer. Yeah. So he's like, he's unbearable. And these the are worst all of his, all versions. I mean, so mean. I'm, <laughs> I'm naming all his very worst attributes. Obviously, he's yeah. got obviously the good ones outweigh the bad ones. But especially yeah, yeah. when I see TikTok and I see other people talking about their husbands and I'm like, oh, my God, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> this is like the very worst part of him. I was telling him about the arcs. I'm like, yeah, we put out like, I don't know, 170 arcs. And he's like, oh, free. People get stuff for free. They're just getting things for free. And I'm like, okay, but that's the book business. I'm like, right. Stephen King puts out arcs like everybody sends out arcs and he was trying to like be like oh you're just like giving your stuff away and and people are (laughs) taking advantage of you and I'm like why don't you learn a thing one thing just one thing I pray of you anyway that really pissed me off I shouldn't share these stories about him he's normally great but anyway I was like get over yourself (laughs) all of our spouses piss us off there's no exception we piss them off it's okay like whatever it's fine no truly anyway but that's that's the truth like the arcs that's what they're for they're it's yeah. a business model it essentially it that's it yeah so and some people um, everyone has different like requirements too like so because i'll see people too that are like these arcs are too much i'm like first off don't sign up for them like, do not sign up for an arc you're, you that's gonna stress you out don't do it yeah Just don't, don't do it don't do that to yourself why would you yeah. do that to you? i would i would never <laughs> There's maybe like two people I would arc for and they're just because I ask them because they're like authors I'm obsessed with. And I'm like, if you gave this to me early, I would, I don't know what I'd do, but I would, I can't do, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I, I, it's just not a thing I'm capable of. Yeah. It's a lot of, it is a lot of pressure and I get it. So yeah, but limit yourself, do it, do it in (laughs) moderation. Yeah, but, be, but be ours, kind yeah. to yourself. You know, obviously, we know you want to support authors, and like authors want to support authors. So anyway, so let's move on from that. Oh, so definitely look out for Hans and look out for Jingle oh, yes. Bell games. Hans there is coming the twenty ninth, twenty eighth, twenty eighth, and Jingle Bell yes. games is out now. now. So Ta-da. enjoy. Let's move on to some other stuff. Obviously, the biggest thing that's been happening right now in our world and everybody's world is the absolute brutal genocide that has been happening in Palestine. And sorry to make a harsh transition, but who cares? We're going to talk about (laughs) it. That's what we do. (laughs) Yeah. So I just want to say that it's really interesting to be, you know, a writer who writes about love and like all these kind of like happy things, even in like a dark romance, it's like happy things, but then to just be living in a world that feels so incredibly dark and dismal and also frustrating. Um, I have been watching the romance community really closely. Who's posting what, who's saying what I'm going to say some of y'all are fucking terrible. Some of you are um, really disgusting me. And I, you know what disgusts me the most? It's it's the neutral people. It's the the midline people. It's the people who think they're better and won't take a side. Um, those people are probably disgusting me the absolute most. But overall, yeah. I've just seen some really reprehensible behavior in the romance community. It's really telling what people share, what they don't share, what they say, what they don't say, what they respond to, what they don't respond to. Yep. And like, and it like, like you say too, like writing... Because, like, we still have to do our daily life things. Like, I'm on a very 
stupid deadline right now and I have to do massive amounts of pages every day and I still get sucked into these fucking doom scroll like rabbit holes and it's really hard to go from like these horrendous images that no one should see but that you have to watch and then be like okay let me go write something fun and it's like the dystopian effect it has on our brains too because you like it's and it's about your algorithm so if you're not seeing it you're not searching it like search a few you'll have it on your algorithm and you'll know what i'm talking about but like you go from this picture of like dead children like we'll say it like right like and then the next thing i scroll to is like here's a good charcuterie board for christmas yeah you're just like like it fucks with your head like you're like the brain space is so hard to be in and to get out of and like work through and it's frustrating when it's like i don't know about you this consumes a ton of my time like yeah Almost all my my whole day is like devoted to, to just like, I don't know. It's not consuming content. Like what you're, what I think we're trying to do is one, bear witness just as like the Palestinian people have asked us to do Two, Mm -hmm. like spread this information three, keep it in the news cycle, keep it on social media. Like, I feel like those are the things we're trying to do. And it's not like I, and I don't want to look away. It's just like, obviously you feel helpless from afar and you also feel like what you're doing then as a human every day is just so ridiculous. And like, you're like, Oh, it's just such a, it's, and this is not centering our feelings. Like, Oh, we feel bad. That's not, it doesn't matter. That's not the problem. It's more just like as a, as like a global community, like this, this right now, what we're in is like perilous times and it's, it's not unprecedented. That's for sure. But to live through it right now with social media, I think is, yeah. is, um, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to describe it. Like the, like, I feel like there's a hole in my soul right now. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if we want to like dive down into this fucking rabbit hole, like as growing up the way I did and having the beliefs I do or lack thereof, like, I feel like I've, it's kind of like the pulling the curtain back situation. Right. And some of us did it at younger ages. A lot of religious trauma stuff keeps those curtains closed. Right. And we're not necessarily trauma, but like being in these kind of confined mindsets. And so a lot of the world, a lot of the country is experiencing for the first time, this, Oh, we're the bad guys, you know, like, which we should have known for a long time. People should know people should, you should know that by now. (laughs) Like, but like a lot of people, I'm I'm finding a lot of people don't. And like, even with our friends, like the conversations I'm having where it's like, how are, like, how are you fucking surprised by some of this stuff? You know? And it's like, like you said, like, this isn't new. It's not even new for like going on right now, you know, like how many places. And I think the biggest the biggest thing, not the biggest thing, obviously the biggest thing right now is like what's happening today and how to stop today, you know, and the ceasefire and everything mm-hmm. else. But it's like the big picture. And this is what always like, you know, when I think about like fucking boomers I used to work with in the corporate world, they'd be like, just wait till you get older, you'll become a Republican. First off, get fucked. Like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but I think it's too. Also it's the, second, the Democrats are the Republicans at this point. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, same, same, same. But right. like, um, But I think the problem is, like, people don't want to deal with the big picture, right? Because the big picture seems insurmountable. And I think for me, that's, like, the most depressing part. Because it's, like, you stop fighting, but then what? 
Like, yeah. like all this damage has already been done. And then you have to look at infrastructure. Then you have to look at restructuring the whole situation. And it comes back here. You look at like, you know, like, again, pull those curtains back. Like, hey, you want to talk about Democrats and Republicans being the same? It doesn't matter who would be president right now. They'd be doing the same fucking thing. And I think yeah. everyone's proven that, you know? So then it's like, now the curtains pull back. And now you're like, now what? Now where do we go yeah. from here? And it's like, it comes down to infrastructure. And then it becomes this, like, gigantic problem that has to be fixed but that no one wants to you know and like or the people want to but the people in charge you know so it's like it becomes this this is what we talk about we talk about like the doom scrolling and the snowballing and everything else like when you see how everything connects together and where those cogs go you're just yeah. like how fucked are we you know i think like, i do want to add like I, I feel all that completely i i am more optimistic strangely it, although the optimism doesn't take away from the horror and like yeah. the, the the sadness yeah. but what i see right now is like an awakening that's never happened before on such a mass mm-hmm. scale and also um especially with social media to see so starkly what is happening in gaza and and how we know people's names. Like we can see their faces. We can see the rubble and the ash behind them. We can see their stories and how fucking important and detrimental that has been against the propaganda from America and the Israeli government. So, and you know what? Like I'll say this too. I have thought about this so much. And if you want to read about my personal story with this more, you can look on my Substack because I do have, I did write personally about this, but my mother is half Jewish and her family so like my okay as as many people with jewish heritage i have you know ancestors who were killed in the holocaust obviously my great grandparents made it over to america and that's where that's why i'm here today because they escaped you know murder essentially they escaped Mm -hmm. genocide themselves so my mother she decided that she was going to be like a very white, white person who was never Jewish ever. <laughs> like when okay. she married my dad. Right. Yeah. And Adopt so, this. yeah, she, yes. So she became an evangelical Christian, which is very heavily Zionist. Um, and so I was raised very heavily Zionist, but I should say also the Jewish, many people in the Jewish side of my family are also Zionist. Um, like my uncle lived on a kibbutz in the colonized state of Israel in the in the 70s so like I and my mother went to Israel I have cousins there so to me I guess I feel like so even though I know it isn't me right like I'm I was taught propaganda right I was raised a certain way I'm not responsible personally responsible for what my family has done but I do feel that I have a personal responsibility to you know not continue that kind of violent legacy. Like I don't want to be, I don't want that to be my legacy. I don't want that to be what comes of my family line or people who think that they can go and colonize other people like that. It's just, especially people who survived a genocide themselves. Like that's what's fucking mind boggling. (laughs) Right. Like where it's like the, and I've seen the, you know, like the, we won't let it happen again from, from that, from the Zionist side. It's like, well, but you're doing it. Right. Like, right. You, but so many anti-Zionists, like so many anti-Zionists obviously have a different 
you know, Jewish and not Jewish have a oh, different yeah, yeah. person, like a, a like obviously Jewish voices for peace are doing like some of the frontline work that is so amazing. And I have just felt like so grateful to see all these people in the front lines, but, um, having been raised so Zionist, um, myself, but having undone that many years ago, right. um, yeah. I think it just feels like very personal to me as well. Well, and, and that's completely understandable. And yeah, like you shouldn't feel personally guilty, but, it, but I think that's the, that's a sign of you understanding what's going on. And again, like seeing it is so different because too, like being a white person in the U S yeah, all the privileges fucking colonized with this place, you know, like yeah. and the indigenous peoples and all the fucking wrongs we did there, like, which are astounding and overwhelming and just horrific, you know, but like, but again, this is well before social media. So we have to read it, not even in history books, because those are all whitewashed, you know, so we got to like, find it through like elders and through like these indigenous tribes and like more and more is coming right. out now. But I mean, still look at our government today, like banning books and everything else like this is like, they're still trying to hide it, even though it's like, how are we how are we even pretending this didn't happen? You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's just a, it's it's a lot. I do feel optimistic. I want to say I feel optimistic. I think like, look, I, and look, I come from people who engaged in like the very violence that we're seeing. I mean, not like the very specifically the very, but yes, yeah. the violence that got us here. Right. And I, and I don't believe in that. Like I stand for something else. I, you know what I mean? Um, God, it's hard I to am- say that. It's hard to say, not that I stand for something else. It's hard to be like, to look at my family's history and be mm-hmm. like, they were also, they were also doing things that, that I find horrific, that I find yeah. abhorrent. So. I mean, anyway. it's, it's hard all around. I think if we all look far enough back in any of our family trees, most of us will find something. Right. Especially if you're white, horrible. you're definitely, you Especially definitely got some shit going on. For yeah. sure. If you're white, uh-huh. <laughs> if you're not, you maybe don't, but like on this side, yeah. Like, and and that's, it's hard. And it's like one of those things where and that's why people don't want to look. And I am, I am optimistic with the younger generations and like, I'm including yeah. us in there basically yeah. like, you know, like the boomers in charge of the world globally. Yeah. Like, an issue like well i don't know and it's hard to like kind of reduce this all down to like people even even though it is ultimately just about people it's it's just i don't know it's such a big issue but i want to say this um i don't care if you unfollow me because of my stance on palestine i don't care if you hate me because of that i don't care if you never read a book of mine again i don't i don't give a fuck like i truly don't fucking care i don't want readers who are pro-genocide i don't want readers who are pro i don't want listeners readers i don't want friends who no, yeah, think no. that this is some kind of complicated issue that that don't see palestinians as people that you know i just don't want that like that is not what i'm looking to cultivate in my life so um yeah, I don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, I've gotten the people that are like, I'm going to block you because I've shared stuff in my stories. I'm like, okay, bye. I'll block you first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess who won? <laughs> the thing that's wild, too, and it's like, and I've always thought this, too, with, like, people I knew that were, like, you know, basically of the Nazi type that, like, loved Star Wars. I'm like, you do realize that you're the bad guy, right? <laughs> you know, so, like, it always blew my mind. So then when we're talking, like, book world, and we see this, yeah, people that, like, love any first off i mean it's always good versus evil right and like any fantasy novel ever or every any mafia romance ever it's like it's always the good guys versus the bad guys and the good guys win or the underdog wins and that's what you're looking for and it's like you know you're always rooting for the underdog and then like to not 
see this for what this is and it's just like how do yeah. you how dare you like and and what are you looking at right are we not looking at the same thing what can't be what are we looking at it's honestly wild um yeah and it's been like such a whirlwind these i mean this has been going on for 75 years this this is not singular to palestine this is going on in congo sudan syria hawaii puerto rico like everyone's been talking about this and if you haven't been hearing everyone talk about this then you need to get right with your god because this is everywhere right now and And by god we mean your algorithm (laughs) (laughs) your algorithm is same thing um because like this is not this is not separate from the romance community. This is not separate from you. This is not separate from me. And I will also say this. If you don't think that this can happen to you personally, if you don't think you can be in the situation where you are being genocided, you are wrong. It absolutely can. And it will. It will happen to you, essentially. That's what I mean. Not it will happen, but it will happen. You know what I mean? Inevitably, mm-hmm. like if we allow these things in this world, if we keep going the way we are, then we allow and justify and advocate for genocide, essentially, for anyone. Because Palestinians are not different from you. We are no, the we're, same. Yeah, we're fucking humans, guys. Yeah. And that's like, and I've had this discussion too when it comes to like politics and voting and everything else. And it's like, I can't set aside my morals to make sure that something bad doesn't happen to me and let it happen to someone else, you know, like, and I think that's where you got to get uncomfortable. Like you got to be okay being uncomfortable. Like, and so many people here, especially in like America, like are very, are comfortable, but that's also changing too, because like with like the split in, I mean the poverty line, like how many people are living, but they're not, we're not as fucking comfortable as everyone likes to think, you know, like, (laughs) it's an illusion yeah for a lot of people they're really fucking uncomfortable and just remember that your tax dollars goes to the colonized state of israel and i believe it pays for their health care i could be wrong someone someone fact check me on that but i believe like at least that money like i think they have i think they have socialized health care i think they do you know what i'm sorry don't let me spread fake news but that might be true anyway and i want to say something else like i saw an influencer talk about this and she was like when i say free palestine i mean free that motherfucker i don't mean apartheid state i don't mean you know a tiny spot for gaza i mean return the land and people should understand that what that means is not kill all the Israelis and kick them out. That's not what oh, returning yeah. the land yeah. means. Okay. No, like that's not the point just because that's what the Israeli government means. Doesn't mean that that yeah. is what that's, that's the goal. No, the goal is to return the stewardship of the land to the people who have taken care of it to the people who deserve all their rights so that people can live full lives just like you and me. Although none of us can live full lives unless all of us, have full lives unless all of us are free yeah we're not just going back to october 6th like that's not exactly that's not what anyone needs um according to my very first very brief google search uh israel does have um universal health care so right and and we send them billions of dollars cool so we are (laughs) cool (laughs) 
cool, 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 cool. I love that for us. Yeah, my that. out of pocket is $9,000 a year, even with the most expensive insurance I can buy independently. Cool. cool, cool, cool. Um, the number one thing <laughs> Americans file bankruptcy for is medical debt. Many Americans yeah. die because they cannot receive medical care. They can't afford yeah. it and they don't have access to it. So yeah. I'm just saying, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it? <laughs> Anyway, I could go on about this forever. I think like we haven't put up podcasts, obviously, because mostly like we've been working and we have been following this in Palestine, like nonstop and um, crying every day, all the time, all the fucking time. Yeah. 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 Between writing sessions, it's nothing but depression. (laughs) Right. And also just being like so like like we're saying, let down by so many people, including friends, family, you know, including me, like kind of like thinking back, like I've been pro-Palestine for a while, long before October 7th, but uh, really, really thinking about what it meant when my mother went to visit our cousins in the colonized state of Israel. And she went to Gaza and came back unchanged. Well, that's what's see, scary, that's like, right? That's scary. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for not knowing hardly anything about this, anything about the situation there until all this happened. And I remember, and I've talked about... People were discouraged from knowing. And we've, you know, I've talked about with other friends where I'm like, I remember every presidential debate I've ever watched, people being like, I'm pro-Israel. And I always thought that was weird. And I was like, this is weird. And like the stupid me for not ever being like, Google, what is the, you know. But like, I also can't imagine, like you say, like, because I've seen some interviews now with people that like were Zionists, went there and then saw it with their eyes and were like, what? Exactly, exactly. Right. Hold up. Like, so if like, if I'd seen any of this evidence before, you'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Right. Like, truly, what the fuck? How how did this happen for so long? How is this acceptable? That's like why for me personally, when I was kind of just re-engaging with these memories that I have, the listener doesn't know, I am estranged from my family. I do not talk to them. And so all these memories of like this stuff about my family, like I really had to kind of like recalibrate, think about again and be like, wow, what does that really mean? Like, that means something so much bigger than I even, even could have thought. Yeah. Yikes. And that will not be my legacy. Not as a person, not as a writer, not as a human in this fucking world. So anyway, anyway, I don't care that we're ending on this note. I truly don't. Because I want to say for the holidays, we, you should be thinking about the Palestinian people this holiday. That's what you should be Mm -hmm. thinking about. Yeah. And this is too, like... To us and to any of our listeners that are like authors too, like because I have struggled with how is what I'm doing important while watching this, but it is like art is important. Art is always so important. True. I need to remind myself of that, no matter what that art is, whether it's a smutty book or a painting or it doesn't matter. And that's what because I know that like myself, obviously nothing I've been through is ever compared to what these people are going through, but like, you know, reading art, whatever it is, like consuming that helps helps as an escape or healing the soul or whatever it can do so that's how i justify it to myself and i'm like okay i'm gonna go right now you know like but we need to we still need to allow a space for that (laughs) yeah i don't think you have to justify it to yourself i mean we're we are living (laughs) you know what i mean we are alive the world is turning we have to turn with it um but that doesn't mean obviously i think the point is that doesn't mean um disconnecting your feelings or forgetting about what's happening or turning away and that's not what you Mm -hmm. mean it's you know it's it's about having to hold that space for these people um and hold the space for yourself to learn and grow and to feel the fucking pain i know this world does not they don't want you to feel the grief like that's an american thing don't feel the grief just keep 
working, keep pushing, push it aside. No, feel the fucking grief because that is the only thing that holds us accountable to our humanity at this point. So, yeah. Happy holidays. (laughs) (laughs) With that, I would like to say happy holidays. I genuinely... With this like great tragedy, I felt so much love from other people, and I have felt so much love for people. I think um, people mm-hmm. I know, people I don't know. So, I think trauma like this, whether you're experiencing it from afar or close, like you, it all every every layer of hell that we've been through in the last how many years, like peels peels away people you don't need in your life, and then it like resolidifies how much you do need the people that you have, like. And that's important to me to be able to have friends like Kat, like yourself, like to be able to have someone that you can talk to about anything and to like go in depth about these things. Cause like, I know people that like, I haven't had these conversations with because I don't want to, because I don't know where it's going to go and I don't want to deal with, you know, like you got to have people that you can like count on. So that's huge. Right. So happy holidays, everybody pick up some romance books and as always (laughs) free Palestine, free Palestine.